Hello, and welcome to my podcast. This is the first episode on my co- podcast. It's probably going to be the only one. I'm never going to use this again. And um, today, I will be talking about the Wall Street crash of 1929, the causes, the aftermath, a little bit of background information. And let's get it started. So the Wall Street crash of 1929, also known as the Great Crash, was a major stock market crash that occurred in 1929. It started in September and ended in late October when share prices on the New York Stock Exchange had collapsed. It was the most devastating stock market crash in the history of the history of the United States when taking into consideration the full extent and duration of after effects. The crash which also followed the London Stock Exchange crash of September signaled the beginning of the Great Depression. So a little bit of background about the great or the, uh, the crash. The Roaring Twenties, the decade that followed World War I that led to the crash, was a time of wealth and excess. Building on post-war optimism, rural Americans migrated to cities in vast numbers throughout the decade with the hopes of finding more prosperous life in the ever-growing expansion of America's industrial sector. While American cities prospered, the overproduction of agricultural produce created widespread financial despair among American farmers throughout the decade. This was later blamed as one of the many key factors that led to the 1929 market crash. Um, Despite the dangers of speculation, it was widely believed the stock market would continue to rise forever. On March 25th, 1929, after the Federal Reserve warned the excessive uh, speculation, a small crash occurred as investors started to sell stocks at a rapid pace exposing the market's shaky foundation. Two days later, banker Charles E. Mitchell announced that the company, the National City Bank, would provide $25 million in credit to stop the market's slide. Mitchell, Mitchell's move brought a temporary halt to the financial crisis and calm money declined from 20 to 8%. However, the American economy showed ominous signs of trouble. Steel production declined, construction was sluggish, Automobile sales went down, and consumers were building up high debts because of easy credit. Despite all of the economic trouble signs and the market breaks in March and May of 1929, the stocks resumed in the advance in June, and the gains continued almost unabated until early September 1929. So the market has been on a nine-year run that saw the Dow of James or Jones Industrial Average plateau. The optimism in the financial gains of the great bull market was shaken after well-publicized early September production from financial expert Roger Babson that, quote-unquote, a crash was coming. The initial September decline was thus called the Babson break in the press, and that was the start of the great crash. But until the severe phase of the crash in October, many investors regarded the September Babson break a healthy correction and buying opportunity. So, selling intensified in the mid October. On October 29, Black Thursday, the market lost 11% of its value at an opening bell with a heavy trading. The value or the um, huge volume meant that there was a reported prices on the ticker tape in brokerage. Offices around the nation was hours late is that investors had no idea what most stocks were actually trading for. Several leading Wall Street bankers 
meant to find a solution to the panic and the chaos on the trading floor. The meeting included Thomas W. Lamont, acting head of Morgan Bank, Albert Wigan, head of Chase National Bank, Charles E. Mitchell, president of the National City Bank of New York. They chose Richard Whitney, vice president of the exchange, to act on their behalf. With the banker's financial resources behind him, Whitney placed a bid to purchase a large stock in the shares of the United States Steel at a price well above the current markets. As traders watched, Whitney then placed similar bids on blue-chip stocks. The tactic was similar to one that had ended the panic in 1907. It succeeded in halting the slide. The Dow Jones Industrial Average recovered, closing with it with only 6.38 points for the day. On October 28th, Black Monday, more investors facing margin calls decided to go out of the market. And the slide continued with the record loss of the Dow for the day of 38.33 points or 13%. The next day, the panic started to reach its peak. Some stocks actually had no buyers at any price that day. The Dow lost an additional 30 points or 12%. On October 29th, William C. Durant joined with members of the Rockefeller family or Rockefeller family and other financial giants to buy large quantities of stocks to demonstrate their public confidence in the market, but their efforts failed to stop the large decline in prices. The massive amount of stocks traded that day made the ticker continue to run until about seven forty five PM. After a one day recovery on October thirtieth, when the Doe regained an additional twenty eight point four points or twelve percent to close at 258.47, the market continued to fall, arriving at an interim b- uh, bottom November 13, 1929, with the Dow closing at 198.60 points. The market then recovered for several months, starting on November 14th with the Dow gaining 18.59 points to close out at 217.28 points. And reaching the secondary closing peak, the Dow embarked on another much larger steady slide from April 32, July 8, 1932, when it closed with 41.22, its lowest level of the 20th century, concluding an 89% loss rate of the market stocks. Beginning on March 15, 1933, and continuing through the rest of the 1930s, Dow began to slowly regain its ground that it almost lost. The last percentage increases with the Dow Jones occurred during the easily, uh, the early and mid 1930s. In late 1937, there was a sharp dip in the stock market, but prices had held way above the 1932 lows. The market did not return to its peak uh, closing of September 3rd, 1929, until 1954 uh, of November 23rd. So the aftermath of the uh, stock market crash in 1932. Um, the PCORA Commission was established by the U.S. Senate to, uh, to study the causes of the crash. The following year, the U.S. Congress passed the Glass-Steagall Act, mandating a separation between commercial banks, which take deposits and extends loans in investment banks, which underwrite the issue and distribute stocks, bonds, and other securities. After the experience of the 1929 crash, stock markets around the world instituted measures to suspend training or trading in the event of rapid declines, claiming that the measures would prevent such panic sales. However, one day, 
crash of Black Monday, October 19, 1987, when the Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 22.6%, was worse than percentage turns that of any single day of the 1929 crash. <clears throat> Although they combined for a 25 decline of the October 20 to 29, 1929 was larger than that of the October 1880 or 1987, and they remained the worst two decline days ever. So the American mobilization for World War II at the end of 1941 moved approximately 10 million people out of civilian labor force and into the war. World War II had a dramatic effect on many parts of the economy and had and may have hastened the end of the Great Depression in the United States. Government financed capital spending accounted for only 5% of the annual U.S. investment in industrial capital in 1940. By 1943, the government accounted for 67% of the U.S. capital investment. So the crash followed a speculative boom that had taken a hold in the 1920s. During the latter half of the 1920s, steel production, building construction, retail turnover, automobiles registered, and even railway receipts advanced from record to record. The combined net profits of 536 manufacturing and trading companies showed an increase in the first six months of 1929. So, by August 1929... Brokers were routinely leading small investors more than two-thirds of the face value of the stocks that they were buying. Over $8.5 billion was out on loan, and there was an entire amount of currency circulating the U.S. at the same time. So basically, the stock market crashed, and people were poor, and they're not as poor anymore. That's my podcast.